Welcome to Zichur Daf Simanim Member Rav Ram Golder, and today we're Sukkah Sukkah Daf Nun Beis, the fifth parak Hachuliyol. The majority of this Daf deals with the Eight Zohara. So the three Daps we're going to focus on. Number one, Rab brought a pasuk from Zechariah's vision of the war of Gog and Magog, and has spade him over the death of Mashiach ben Yosef to teach that it was permissible to make the Tikkun Gadol, the balcony for the woman in the Ezra's Nashim, so they should not mingle with the men at the Simchas Beis Shoeva. The Pasuk states, Masafta arts mishpachos mishpachos levad, mishpachos beis David levad, unishem levad. The land will eulogize each family by itself, the family of the house of David by itself, and their wives by themselves. So it's a kavachomer. If in the future when the world will be involved in a hesped and the Yitzhara has no power over them, as will be eradicated, yet the Torah said that men and women should mourn separately, and all the more so at the Simcha's base of Shoeva, when they're involved in a Simcha and the Yitzhara has power over them, all the more so they should be separated. Point number two, there's a Malchogas Rebbe Dosen Rabban regarding the nature of the Hesped mentioned above. One said it was over Mashiach ben Yosef who will have been killed in battle, and one said it will be for the Yetzirah which will have been eradicated. The Gemara asks, why does the eradication of the Yetzirah warrant weeping? And answers, the review expounded that in the future, Kosh Baruch will bring the Yetzirah and shecht it in the presence of the Tzaddikim and the Rashaim. Tzaddikim nidmelehem kahargavot, to the Tzaddikim the Yetzirah will appear like a high mountain that can hardly be scaled. Rashaim nidmelehem kahuta sahara. And to the Rishayim, it will appear like a strand of hair that can easily be snapped. They will both cry. The Tzaddikim will weep and say, How were we able to overcome such a high mountain? And the Rishayim will weep and say, How were we not able to overcome this strand of hair? Rabbi Asi said, Regarding the Yitzhah, initially, it resembles a spider's thread and ultimately resembles a cart rope. Rashi explains that the first time a person is tempted to sin, it's not difficult to resist the temptation. Once a person becomes accustomed to it, however, it becomes very difficult to resist. And point number three, Rav Avira expounded, another say it was Rabbi Shubin Levi, Shiva Shemos Yeshlo Yetzirah. The Yetzirah has seven names. The Kodesh Baruch who called it Ra, Moshe called it Aral, David called it Tameh, Shuma called it Sone, the enemy, Yeshai called it Mikshal, a stumbling block, Yechezel called it Evan, a stone, Yoel called it Siphoni, the hidden one. The Gemara relates that Abai watched a man and woman set out on a journey together, and when they reached a crossroads, they took leave of one another. Abai said to himself that if it had been him in the situation, he would have been unable to restrain himself from sin. He became despondent and told a certain man, which Tosos and Chun says is Eliyahu and Navi, taught him, Whoever is greater than his fellow, his Yitzhah is greater than his fellows as well. Rabbi Shimon Lakish said, A man's Yitzhah threatens every day to overpower him and seeks to kill him. And if not for Kosh Baruch Hu, who aids him, he would be unable to withstand it. So once again, the three points are number one. Rab brought a pasuk from Zechariah's vision of the war of Gog and Magog and the Hespedim over the death of Mashiach ben Yosef to teach that it was permissible to make the Tikkun Gadol, the balcony for the women in the Ezra's Nashim, so they should not mingle with the men at the Simchas Beis HaShoeva. Vasapta arts mishpachos mishpachos levad, mishpachos beis David levad, and neshem levad. The land will eulogize each family by itself, the family of the house of David by itself, and their wives by themselves. So it's a kavach homer. If in the future when the world will be involved in a hesped, and the Yetzirah has no power over them, as it will be eradicated, yet the Torah said that the men and women should mourn separately, then all the more so at the simcha's base of shoeva, when they're involved in a simcha, and the Yetzirah has power over them, all the more so they should be separated. Point number two, there's a Malchokas Rabbi Dos in the Rabban regarding the nature of the Hesped mentioned above. One said it was over Mashiach ben Yosef who had been killed in battle, and one said it will be for the Yitzhahara which will have been eradicated. The Gemara asks, why does the eradication of the Yitzhahara warrant weeping? And answers, Rabbi Yud expounded that in the future, Kanj Baruch will bring the Yitzhahara and shecht it in the presence of the Tzaddikim and the Rishayim. 
Tzadikim nidmalehem kahar gvoa, to the tzadikim the Yitzor will appear like a high mountain, they can hardly be scaled, Rishayim nidmalehem kahutasara, and to the Rishayim will appear like a strand of hair that can easily be snapped. Halubochim halubochim, they will both cry, the tzadikim will weep and say, how were we able to overcome such a high mountain? And the Rishayim will weep and say, how were we not able to overcome this strand of hair? Rabbi Yassi said, Yetzohar betchil doma uchut shabuchia, v'sov doma kavosuza agal, regarding the Yetzohar, initially it resembles a spider's thread, and ultimately it resembles a cart rope. Rashi explains that the first time a person is tempted to sin, it's not difficult to resist the temptation. But once a person becomes accustomed to it, however, it becomes very difficult to resist. And point number three, Rav Avir expounded, and others say it was Rabbi Shubin Levi, Shiva Shemos Yeshua or Yetzohar. The Yetzohar has seven names. Akash Baruch called it Ra, Moshe called it Arel, David called it Tameh, Shlomo called it Sone, the enemy, Yeshai called it Mikshal, a stumbling block, Yechezel called it Evan, a stone, Yoel called it Sephoni, the hidden one. The Gemara relates that Abai watched a man and woman set out on a journey together, and when they reached a crossroads, they took leave of one another. Abai said to himself that had it been him in the situation, he would have been unable to restrain himself from sin. He became despondent until a certain old man, which Tosos and Chulon says is El Yawanavi, taught him, called Gadol Mechaber, Yitzhul Gadol HaMenu. Whoever is greater than his fellow, his Yetzor is greater than his fellows as well. Rabbi Shimon Lakish said, A man's Yetzor threatens every day to overpower him and seeks to kill him. And if not for Kush Baruch Hu, who aids him, he would be unable to withstand it. All right, so now we go to our Simmer Dafnun base, and our standard Simmer is newbies to Yiddishkeit. Newbies to Yiddishkeit. So here it goes. The female newbies to Yiddishkeit, who sat up in the balcony away from the men to hear a shir about the Yitzhahara, were shown pictures of mountains and strands of hair and taught the different meanings of its seven names. So once again in slow motion. The female newbies to Yiddishkeit, who sat up in the balcony away from the men to hear a shir about the Yitzhahara, which reminds us that Rub brought a pasuk from Zechariah's vision of the war of Gog and Magog and the Hespadim over the death of Mashiach and Yosef, where the women and men were separated to teach that it was permissible to make the Tikkun Gadol, the balcony for the women in the Ezra's Nashim, so they shouldn't mingle with the men at the Simchas base of Shueva. If in the future when the world will be involved in the Hesped and the Yitzhahara has no power over them as it will be eradicated, yet the Torah said that the men and women should mourn separately, then all the more so at the Simchas base of Shueva, when they are involved in Simcha and the Yitzhahara has power over them, all the more so they should be separated. So the female newbies to Yiddishkeit, who sat up in the balcony away from the men to hear a shir about the Yetzirah, were shown pictures of mountains and strands of hair, which reminds us that there is a Malchus Ridos in the Rabban regarding the nature that has been mentioned above. One said it was over Mashiach ben Yosef, who had been killed in battle, and one said it would be for the Yetzirah, which will have been eradicated. The grass, why does the eradication of the Yetzirah warrant weeping? And answers, the Rebut expounded that in the future, Kishbaruch will bring the Yetzirah and shecht it in the presence of Tzedekim and the Rishon. To the tzaddikim, the Yitzhahara will appear like a high mountain that can hardly be scaled, and to the Rishayim will appear like a strand of hair that can easily be snapped. They will both cry that tzaddikim will weep and say, how were we able to overcome such a high mountain? And the Rishayim will weep and say, how were we not able to overcome this strand of hair? So the female newbies to Yiddishkeit, who sat up in the balcony away from the men to hear a shir about the Yitzhahara, were shown pictures of mountains and strands of hair and taught the different meanings of its seven names. Which reminds us that Rav Avir expanded other say it was Rabbi Shubin Levi, that Shiva Shemus Yeshua Yetzohar. The Yetzohar has seven different names. We also learn from the incident where Abai became despondent because he said he would have not been able to restrain himself from sin if he had been walking with a woman, was told by El Yelanavi, called Gadol Mechaver, Yitzhak Gadol Hamenu. Whoever is greater than his fellow, his Yetzohar is greater than his fellows as well. As so Rabbi Shimon Lakish said, Yitzhak Shaladim Yom Umavakish Lamiso, a man's Yetzohar threatens every day 
made to overpower him and seeks to kill him, and if not for Kosh who aids him, he would be unable to withstand it. So once again, the female newbies to Yiddishkeit who sat up in the balcony away from the men to hear a shir about the Yetzahora were shown pictures of mountains and strands of hair and taught the different meanings of its seven names. All right, so now we go to our four blot back Chazara. Daf Memches. So the symbol Daf Memches is Brainiacs. So here goes. The Brainiacs, Brainiacs. That must be more than Daf Memches. The Brainiacs who tried to predict whether their neighbors in the next sukkah would still be singing Bissamachta Bechagecha on the eighth day, which reminds us, the Gemara asks for the source for rejoicing on the eighth day, given that the Chiyuv of Simcha is stated explicitly only with regard to the seven days of Sukkahs, as it's written, Chagah Sukkahs Taselacha, make for yourself a festival of Sukkahs for seven days, and next with the Pasuk states, V'samachta Bechagecha, you should rejoice in your Chag. And the Gemara answers, there was taught in a Brisa that in reference to the rejoicing of Sukkahs, it's written, Vayisa Achsameach, and you shall be nothing but joyous, Lorabos Yom this comes to include the final night of Yantav, meaning Shmini Yatzeris, and the rejoicing of the previous seven days. So the brainiacs who tried to predict whether their neighbors in the next sukkah would still be singing V'samachta Bechagecha on the eighth day, based on their trumpet-blowing frequency for the tune of Ushaftim Maim Besasam the first seven days, which reminds the Gemara seeks the source for the blowing of the Chatzosros, the trumpets, when they returned with the water from the Shulach for the Nisuch HaMaim. And Ravena said, for it states in the Pazak, Ushaftim Maim Besasam Yimanei Yeshua, and showed water with rejoicing from the wellsprings of salvation. The Gemara then brings an incident with a heretic named Sasom. So the Brainiacs who tried to predict whether their neighbors in the next sukkah would still be singing V'samachta Bechagecha on the eighth day, based on the trumpet-blowing frequency for the tune of Ushaftim Maim Besasson the first seven days, also tested the damaging limits of smoke absorption in water and wine, and smoke inhalation in sacrificial birds. Which reminds us, it was taught in a bright, so all who ascend the ramp to the Mizbech ascend toward the right, go around the Mizbech, and then ascend on the left side of the ramp, except for one who ascends for three things who would ascend the ramp toward the left, and then after performing the task, ascend the way they had come down. The three things are, Nisachamayim, Nisachayayim, Ba'ozaot, Kshirib Sabbemizrach. The water libation, the wine libation, and the blood of the bird ola, when there are too many bird olas, and thus too many kohanim on the east side of the Mizbech. Rashi explains that these items might be adversely affected from the smoke, of the Mizbech, if the Kohen took the regular route around the Mizbech, which is more than 100 omas long, water and wine might absorb the smoke and become possible, and the birdola might die. Daf Memtes, so the simmer Daf Memtes, is meat, and we use a butcher. So here goes. The butcher Breshi's meats, butcher, meats, that must be on Daf Memtes. The butcher Breshi's meats, who used a picture of the Shisin for his logo, which reminds us that the more brings sources that the Shisin, into which the libations flowed, exists from the beginning of creation. It was taught in the Kamen of Ishmael, the trouble begins with the word Breshis, Altikra Breshis, Elobarashis. Do not pronounce it Breshis in the beginning, but rather Barashis, he created Shis. Another bright of disputes is maintaining that the Shisim were man-made excavations. So the butcher of Breshis meets, who used a picture of the Shisim for his logo, sponsored Chon for the Bachim who did acts of Chesed, because they were greater than Sadaka. Which reminds us, Gemil's Chosanim are greater than Sadaka in three matters. One Sadaka is only done with one's money, whereas Gemil's Chosanim are done with one's body and with one's money. Two, Sadaka is only given to the poor, whereas Gemil's Chosanim are performed for both the poor and the rich. And number three, Sadaka is only performed for the living, whereas Gemil's Chosanim are for both the living and the dead. So the butcher of Breshi's meats, who used a picture of the Shisin for his logo, sponsored Chon for the Bachrim, who did acts of Chesed, because they were greater than Sadaka. And he made sure to always teach others what he had learned. Which reminds me of two different shatim what the words Torah's chesed mean in the Pasak Pia Pascha Bachachma, but Torah's chesed Oloshona. One shot is that Torah learned Lishma is referred to as Torah's chesed, where Torah learned Shalom 
is not Torah's chesed. The other pshat is that Torah that is learned with the intention of teaching to others is referred to as a Torah of a chesed. However, a Torah that's learned without the intention of teaching it to others is considered a Torah that is not of chesed. Dafnun. So the similar Dafnun is a nincompoop. So here goes. The nincompoop, nincompoop. That must be more on Dafnun. The nincompoop who bumped into a golden barrel of unconsecrated water, which reminds us that just as Nisach was performed on a weekday, it was performed on Shabbos, except that the Kohen would not draw the water from the Meshalok on Shabbos itself, rather on every Shabbos he would fill a Chavishol Zahav, Sheinu Mekodesh, as an unconsecrated barrel from the Shalok and have it in the chamber used the next day. Ziri said the reason an unconsecrated barrel was used was because the Tamar Mishnah maintains that Klishar is Mekadshim Shulah Medas, that a Klishar has sanctified the continents without intention. If one brought the water in the Klishar, on every Shabbos, it become possible through Lina. Chizkiah so the Kusharis does not sanctify except with dust. So there's no concern of actual lean. However, there were goes that should be placed in an unconsecrated vessel. Let the onlookers see the water in the Kusharis and assume it was sanctified with dust. So the nincompoop who bumped into a golden barrel of unconsecrated water and dropped his flute into it. As a choir sang, which reminds us the opening mission of the fifth parak states that the chalil, the flute playing that accompanied the Simcha's base wave was not the Shabbos Yantav. And the word explains because it was merely there to enhance rejoicing. It's not a true avoda and therefore not the Shabbos. Rabbi Yosef explained to Malchokas regarding the flute playing for the Shir Shal Karban. Rabbi Yosef Rabbi Yudah holds that it is Docha Shabbos because Iker Shir Bakli, the essential Shir, is with instruments, Vavodihi, and therefore it's deemed an Avoda and is Docha Shabbos. Whereas Rabban held it was not Docha Shabbos or Yanta because Iker Shir Bapet, the essential Shir, is vocal, and the instrumental accompaniment is not an Avoda and so is not Docha Shabbos. So the Ninkampupu bumped into a golden barrel of unconsecrated water and dropped his flute into it as a choir sang pulled out an ancient wooden one from his pocket, and continued on his way. Which reminds us, it was taught in the Bryce regarding the suitability of clay shards that were fashioned from wood, Rebbe's postal them, and Rebbe Yossi Bar Yudas mokshan them. Wamshan in the Machokas is whether Dunning Efshar, Mishi Efshar, whether we can derive a possibility from an impossibility. Do we derive the suitability of wood for other clay shards where metal would serve as well, from the case of Moshe's wood and flute where metal would not have served as well, since a metal flute would not have sounded so sweet, or perhaps since the flute had to be made of reed, no proof can be brought for the other clay shards. Rabbi Yosef Bar Yudas Maksha wooden vessels holds Dunning Efshar, Mishi Efshar, whereas Rabbi, who is posting them, holds Lo Dunning Efshar, Mishi Efshar. Dafnanov. So Sim Dafnanov is beaver pelt hats. So here goes. The beaver pelt hat society. Beaver pelt hats. That must be one Duff Nanov. Nah. The Beaver Pelt Hat Society, enjoying a concert of vocalists with no instrumentation, which reminds us that the source was brought for the one who holds that Iker Shira Bakli, and for the other one who holds Iker Shira Bafet. So the Beaver Pelt Hat Society, enjoying a concert of vocalists with no instrumentation, and fascinated by the stage that seemed to undulate like waves, which reminds us, whoever did not see the Simcha's base of Shueva, never saw Simcha in his days, whoever didn't see Yerushalayim in its splendor, Lora Krach Nechmad Ma'olam, Never saw a delightful city in his life. Whoever did not see the base of Migdash when it stood, referring to the one built by Hurdos, never saw a binyam afar, a magnificent structure in his life. The Gemara describes how the different color marble that was used made the walls appear like they were undulating, like waves. So the Beaver Pelt Hat Society, enjoying a concert of vocalists with no instrumentation, and fascinated by the stage walls that seemed to undulate like waves, sat in a section of the massive auditorium where poor Beaver Pelt Hat wears could find them. Which reminds us, whoever did not see the Diaplostone of Alexandria at Mitzrayim never saw the glory of Israel. It was a massive basilica. The Chazan Akanesas need to stand on a platform in the center and wave a flag to indicate to people when to say Amen. And people sat in sections according to the profession. When a poor person came, he would find his fellow craftsmen and seek employment. All right, so that concludes today's year. This is Rabbi Avram Goldham Zichu. Wish you a great day and great learning.